Welcome to the Fitness FAQs podcast, where we use calisthenics to become strong like a gymnast, look like a bodybuilder, and gain mobility to move freely. What are you currently working on these days in terms of, let's start with your strength training. What are you currently working on? So I try to focus on my front lever, handstand push-ups, and planche. Yep. Those three main goals I've been working on for, I don't know how many years. Long time. Uh, yeah, yeah, really long time. Um, in terms of goals, I don't really have, I don't, I used to have set of goals yeah. by a certain time. Let's say like by December, I want to get a like full planche by five seconds or something. Yeah. But what got me was that it was giving me too much pressure, yeah. and too much stress, yes. especially if I don't achieve the goal by the time. Yeah. So I just try to enjoy my training. Like I don't really set any specific goals and then don't have any deadlines in, okay. anymore. So in terms of what Dan's talking about there is um, usually when people set goals, we like to refer to those as SMART goals. So specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. So Dan still is setting goals, just not being too strict with the time, which right. you found that to be working for you? Um, it, at least it doesn't give me any stress anymore. Okay. I actually enjoy working out way more than I was a couple years ago. Do you find that you're making the same amount of progress with this new goal mindset compared to before, like when you used to structure it? And I feel like the gaining wise, but similar. Yeah. But like mentally, I'm more fresh, and then I'm just like not stressed anymore. Yeah. Cool. The question that I really wanted to ask you, Dan, is what motivates you to train? Because you've been going for years and years, and you're still going very hard. Right. What motivates you to get up every day to train as hard as you do? So it used to be like I want to. I was getting motivated to achieve certain set of skills. So I was, gonna, I was never going to give up until I get the skill, but my perspective has changed a lot recently, especially going through some of the injuries I've uh, had in the past. Yeah. Uh, nowadays, I just enjoy just being healthy yeah. and then just working out itself, just making me feel like I'm alive. Yeah. So even if I don't achieve the goals, um, I'll be still happy to work out. So would you say it's more like the feeling associated with training? You just straight up enjoy training like really hard? Right, so I used to only enjoy like really big strength moves, okay. like planches, handstand push-ups, and then whenever I had to do like a wrist mobility or stuff that's really boring, yeah. like I just, I still did it, but it was yeah. just super boring. I hated doing it. Yeah. But nowadays I actually train every, I like doing everything. Like I awesome. like doing finger exercises. So actually. <laughs> Is this Bruce Lee I'm interviewing here or what? So every part of training, like the strength, the mobility, right. the recovery, mm -hmm. all that stuff you enjoy. Everything. And I think that's a real marker of someone that stays in the game for so long. And it's a consistent trend mm -hmm. with, with most people. How do you juggle all the different things you want to work on? Do you, do you pick a few things? Do you try and yeah. do a lot? How do you approach it? I wanted to ask you the same question. Maybe I can answer <laughs> your question after you answer yeah. mine. Instead of doing little bit of everything, mm -hmm. I actually had to have big goals. Mm -hmm. So I used to train everything, yeah, and then it's just not a bad thing necessarily, but I feel like your progress is just too small. But if you have, I'll rather have get better at one thing really fast and then maintain the same level while working on different levels yep. to catch up. Yeah. So that's my approach for now. I feel a very similar thing. Like with Dan, I enjoy training a lot of different things, but. With what I know, I understand that you can't make significant progress. And unfortunately, the stronger that you get, the more true I find that becomes. So mm -hmm. when you first started training, did you find that like you could do a lot of things at once? 
Yeah, because I was such a low level. Yeah. And then it didn't put much pressure on my joints or um, I was recovering pretty quick. Yeah. Probably because I was younger too. That as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah. But nowadays, like if I do a hard planche session, yeah. I just can't do a pants and push up anymore. That's the hard thing. <laughs> I find the same thing as well. Like because I'm getting more advanced with certain skills and let's face it, we're heavier. We're not very, very short either. So that's our excuse for yeah. not making progress. <laughs> I find that with those conditions, you need to be even more selective because I've found that too many things at once, I just spin my wheels. Mm -hmm. Sure, I might enjoy my training perhaps a little bit more with a lot of variety, but sometimes that gets old in the sense that you just wanna see some progress. And right. if you're doing so many things, you're not going to. Right. So it's this thing of enjoyment with tons of different exercises versus making progress, seeing, uh, getting enjoyment from that progress, yeah. but doing less. Yeah, so totally agree with you. It's, it's kind of like life, isn't it? You've got to like delay that instant gratification. Yeah. It's like you can have fun in one session or two sessions, but if you want to make progress in a week or a month. Yeah, and then I see a lot of people playing different sports or activities. Like yeah. some people do like yoga, Pilates, um, uh, frisbee or whatever yeah but i actually tend to only pick one if i can put my 100 percent in it yeah or else i would just won't even start it for sure yeah and i think that's just a matter of realistic expectations mm -hmm. like you can do them all mm -hmm. but you're not going to make good progress right. yeah i found that very true for a lot of people a lot of people watching this would be in a similar situation where yeah. they they like doing calisthenics they like doing hand balancing they yeah. like lifting weights as well yeah you can do all of them, but you just need to be aware that it's going to take you potentially a year to make a couple months worth of progress. Right. Yeah. For the people watching at home, mm -hmm. what is something that you know now that if you first started training, you wish you could tell your younger self? When I first started training, um, there was this dogma that you have to achieve like 60 seconds of like hollow body hold in order to like move on to the next level. Yeah. And then oh, there's, there's so much emphasis on the isometric hold. So, and when I first started, there's not much information, free information out there online. Yeah. So I had to follow that. So all I did was just an isometric hold, a lot yeah. of isometric yeah, hold. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not, it's not a bad thing, but if you only do isometric hold, it's definitely not efficient. Okay. So I wish I knew how to do the, the more of a dynamic training. Yeah. Let's say instead of just doing like tuck planche hold. Yeah. Maybe from tuck handstand lowering down to planche. Perfect, perfect. Because most beginners would not understand that. They would think that just doing the isometric hold mm -hmm. is enough. So you've found full range of motion exercises to be useful? Yes, useful. Yeah. Uh, even more useful if you combine with isometric hold. Yeah. But don't just do only one side, like don't do just dynamics or just do isometric hold. Yeah. Do a bit of both. Yeah. So that's what you'd recommend for what type of exercises? Uh, for actually anything, yeah, uh, any kind of like strength holds, like front lever, back lever. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, for me, I, th I think having more, I have more prioritized the dynamic movements over isometric. Yeah. Yeah. So I can't really say in exact numbers, but maybe seventy to thirty percent. Okay. Yeah. I wish you'd say something that I disagree with because I actually agree with okay. most of the oh. stuff that you say. Yeah, I wanted to ask you that. Actually. Yeah, I I feel recently that. Yeah, full range of motion strength is really important for static positions mm -hmm. because as I was covering in this weekend's workshop, 
is that especially when it comes to isometrics, you get stronger in that position right. and then just a little oh. bit either way, mm -hmm. which is fine, like you said, but yeah. you're only going to get stronger in that range. But if you want full range of motion strength yeah. in addition to that, like Dan said, I agree with his advice 100%. Do your statics as well as your dynamics through range with those straight arm exercises. Yeah. I said in the on there 10 years ago. 10 years ago, see? That's what you should be applying if you're a beginner. <laughs> yeah. Listen to this old man, his words of wisdom, yeah. okay? You're going to be so much bigger, so much stronger than me. Yeah, even you, bigger uh, than Dan. Yes. That's like, yeah. that's goals right yeah, there. Yeah, I'm small. <laughs> We spoke briefly about your strength goals and skills. Mm -hmm. How do you put together a training week? Do you have a training split like this day, this day, this day? Mm -hmm. What's your approach? Yeah, so Daniel's gonna hate me for saying this, but I actually don't have a direct leg day. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I born with big legs and then I don't need to work more. And also, I think I get enough indirect work from others. Uh, you'll be surprised how much glute activation you need for a straddle planche. Uh, sometimes my glutes get really sore from just yeah. planching. Um, so my generally, I tend to split in three different splits. So it'll be like push, pull, and then the third day will be like a weak link, say. Beautiful. I like it. Yeah. So for, for the push day, I'll just generally do like planche or handstand push-ups. Mm -hmm. And then I'll combine with a specific mobility work that is linked to those movements. Yeah. So let's say if you have tight shoulders for handstand push-ups, I might be doing like a overhead shoulder flexion drill. And then for my, oh, same thing for the pool day. Mm -hmm. And then for my weak link state, it could be literally anything yeah. um, that I'm not good at. So if I'm having like a bicep issue, I might be doing like a specific bicep work or yep. finger work. So like you that. do isolate those guns, mate, these, these puppies <laughs> here. So yeah. it's not just all body weight. Yeah. It, it was mostly body weight. Mostly, yeah. Maybe, yes. like, maybe like, you know, yeah. 75% yeah. not enough. Like, yeah, know. but so many people just troll me for saying, oh, hey, well, but Dan lifts weights. That's why he's so big or whatever. I know, but I know, I'm just playing with you. Yeah. <laughs> I but it's, oh, I wasn't saying it. I'm saying you were a dick. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <That's all good. laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like, I think if I were to say, um, I think, I do like 70 to 80% body weight yep. and then maybe 20 to 30% weights. And you can't really tell me that because of those 20 to 30% weight training, I get those all those muscular development. Yeah. yeah. So in terms of Dan not training legs, I don't want people to think because he said that, I just, I hate him now for that. <laughs> he's got good size in his legs, so he's blessed with that, which is fine. But he's still doing leg training, which is relevant for what you do. Like you said, the planche, all that stuff, you do need strong legs, L-sits, you need strong hip flexors. So if I was in Dan's position and I didn't have strength goals, mm -hmm. why would you waste the time and energy doing it if you don't want to increase your squat, if you don't want to increase your deadlift? He's got specific goals for body weight training mm -hmm. and that's that's completely fine. Yeah, so none of us are right or wrong. Also, you have specific goals in your squats and deadlifts, yeah, right? Yeah. That's why you train them. I don't have specific goals in them. Yeah. And I personally don't, I think, Doing too heavy of a deadlift actually can hinder my recovery. Yeah, for so sure. I tend yeah. to stay away from it. So it's just different perspective. For sure. I find that the deadlift tends to be a more taxing exercise than mm -hmm. the squat. A lot of the research says because of the grip. So mm -hmm. if people do want to incorporate deadlifts into their training and they still want to do a lot of bodyweight stuff, I find using straps is really good. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, with what we do, we do a ton of grip anyway. Yeah. So it's not really a big deal. Right. Last thing I want to mention on this point was 
I like the fact that Dan has a specific day for weaknesses. I feel in your case, it's probably the most productive day. Right. Like I find for me personally as well, that if I just keep doing the strength movements, then there's only so far that I can get with it. Right. I feel that your energy and effort on that, it's going to give you a huge return. Mm -hmm. And it's probably why you're a lot healthier and less injured these right. days. I'd say from the outside looking in. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, Actually, I sometimes I enjoy my weak links days yeah, more than yeah. my actual strength days. Yeah, because I don't have I don't even have to focus as much because it sometimes, as truth be told, um, there are days that I don't really want to work out uh, yeah. for me as well. For sure. And then, but I can always do like a wrist curl or something like that, like thinking about something else. But yeah, yeah. if I do hands and push-ups, I have to be like really in focus. Yeah. Man, like I'm gonna get it. Yeah. But, and I guess yeah. it's the, the feeling that you get afterwards too. Like as fun as it is to do a hard strength session, like it absolutely stuffs you. You're sore, yes. CNS fatigue. Mm -hmm. But with the like the weak link stuff, I find as well that like you feel good afterwards. Yes. Like it's 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 a good way to train yeah. sometimes. Like if you feel good all the time when you're training, yeah. you're not gonna get results like Dan. Dan pushed himself really hard the majority of the time. But there's definitely a time and a place to take it a bit easier right. and actually enjoy like moving your body into its areas of weakness and actually developing it I guess. Yeah. So with your split, how many times per week are you training and how long is each session? So about three hours or so for each session. And maybe every two or three days of training, I take a day off. Okay. Uh, it, used, it used to be way less. Yeah. I would take like, I don't know, once a day, well, once a week. Yes. A day yeah. Off. Yeah. But nowadays I actually like I'm trying to like my resting days more than my training days. Yeah, we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Yeah, so I used to hate resting days. Like, I'm, I'm sure you can agree. I, I'm not a fan still. I'm trying to yeah. get some of that from Dan. Yeah, so like, you feel like you're getting behind by other people. But I think truth be told, like, you, yeah, we need more rest days than we think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. What do you do on your rest days, though? Like, do you, like, do you sit in bed? Is that a rest day <laughs> for Dan? Or yeah. what, do you, what do you do? So I don't actually like just complete rest days. Okay. So I still try to move around yeah. and just move around the joints. Nothing's, um, I don't have a com complete structure, yeah. but I just try to try to move around different joints and then maybe a bit of mobility work, yeah. but I try to finish everything within an hour. So now that you've got more time when you're doing your rest days, you're yeah. only training for an hour, what do you like to do with your free time? So a lot of people will be, might be shocked when I say this, but I actually enjoy being inactive. So I'm not an active person at all. Like people ask me, oh, you to go hiking or yeah. you want to go on a walk for a run? Oh, no, never. Never? Yeah, <laughs> chill. Chill's a time yeah, to chill. chill. Yeah, it's all good. Yeah. And I also picked up a hobby, yeah. but I decided to pick up a hobby that is not related to fitness actually, because uh, all those years, uh, my hobby has been always fitness related, yeah, whether it be yeah, like yeah, breakdancing, yeah. tennis. Yep. But um, I was thinking to myself, when I'm 80 year old, I probably, realistically speaking, I probably won't be able to full punch, right? Maybe. Maybe, maybe. I wouldn't, I wouldn't put that out, right. man. I wouldn't put that out. Yeah, it's, but it's a maybe. <laughs> it's not a definite, right? So I feel like I'm going to be like so depressed when I don't get to train as much when Smart. I'm much older. Yeah. So I decided to pick up a new hobby yeah, that is, is not fitness related at all. What is it? And then it's a, it's a DJing actually. I don't know if you noticed. That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. I remember seeing that. Yeah, 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 yeah. nice. I pick up DJing because all you need is a good hearing. That might fade away when I'm 80, but 
<laughs> yeah, good yeah. hearing and then being able to move my fingers. That's yeah. all I need. Yeah. And then I also really like EDM music. EDM, nice. Yeah. yeah so I, yeah, I play. So let me know if you need me for your workshop. Yeah, man. As a DJ. DJ, get some tunes going. That's <laughs> yeah. interesting you like EDM because one of my really good mates is a pretty popular DJ in Australia. Oh, wow. Who? Yeah, his name's uh, Tom Grant. Tom Grant? Yeah, Scandal. Yeah. Scandal. You've heard of him? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Yeah, nice. He's, um, he's doing pretty well himself. So yeah. if you're watching this, Tom, how you doing, man? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I think you guys get along. It's like that. It's good that you're doing something creative as well. Not mm. saying that training isn't, like you still mm. got to make your routines yeah. and stuff like that, but. I guess it's using a different part of your brain, a mm -hmm. different outlet. Like you said, it's right. not physical. Yeah. That's cool. My question for you, Dan, mm -hmm. who inspires you or motivates you? A person, celebrity? Mm -hmm. So I tend to look up to or get inspired by people who are successful, not in just one area, but in multiple areas. So my childhood favorites, uh, you probably agree, but it's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was successful as a bodybuilder, governor, actor. Yeah. Um, another one is actually you. Uh, I didn't get paid to say this. I actually did pay him. Like I, <laughs> I did yeah. pay you. Because <laughs> you're, like, you're successful um, as a YouTuber and then also with your workshops as Thanks, well man. as a, like a physiotherapist. Yep. I think that's one of the back, best backgrounds as a trainer. Thanks, man. Uh, really look up to you as well. And then another person I've been really um, looking up to is Casey Neistat. Right. Uh, okay. He's a really aspiring YouTuber. And yeah, he's also successful in different businesses. Yeah, in terms of those people that you look up to, I couldn't agree more, mostly because he mentioned me. What a legend, that's, that's yeah, so um, cool to say. But in terms of the first person that you mentioned, Arnold Schwarzenegger, mm -hmm. very true. And it's similar to you in the sense that going to different countries, speaking English, which is mm -hmm. not your native tongue, right. same with Arnie, not speaking English. That's really admirable too. Yeah. You push the comfort zone yeah. and do that. But it's great that you follow people with different avenues and interests because I guess it makes them a more interesting person, mm -hmm. builds their character, and you can work with a lot of people, get along with a lot of different people, yeah. which is just a, a good place to be. Yeah. It also uh, reflects your training as well. Like, we're not just trying to be like clinch specialists. We yep. also be like good at rope climbing. Uh, for you, it'll be like strong with your legs. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's what makes us good teachers. It makes us have a, a following that we do. So Dan's got a very substantial following on YouTube especially in Korea as well. He's got a huge following. Let the people know what your future plans are. So after hanging out with me, we've spoken a lot about where you can be. What are your plans for YouTube channel, your business, and what can people expect to see from Dan Jong yeah. in the future? So I will consistently upload a video on YouTube for sure. Yeah. Um, aside from that, um, I currently work as a trainer, uh, as a bodyweight training coach in Bali. But actually I'll be moving back to Korea around September or so, well, six months from now. Okay. And then when I go back to Korea, I'll be hosting like workshops, Fantastic. seminars. Yeah. And then I'm also actually, I haven't told anyone this yet, but um, I'm actually planning to release a workout related equipment. Awesome. So hopefully I'll get the prototype by this year. Yeah. And then maybe nice. start selling next year. We won't talk specifics of that yet because I know there's someone out here watching that's <laughs> going to steal your yes, idea. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's really good, man. Well, it was a pleasure sitting down, having a chat with you. Mm -hmm. We're going to get an awesome training session in. Yeah. So thanks for the chat, bro. Thanks for having me. No problem. Thanks everyone for listening. Visit fitnessfaqs.com to master calisthenics and become a bodyweight pro.